I started with wide-eyed optimism with, with my <laughs> friends saying, what we'll do is we'll say three, two, one, and then everybody says sync. Hello. Ha-ha. Yeah. And so that would happen, and that would work the first time. And then um, they would just <laughs> randomly start shouting sync. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, any time when I, I flubbed the script, someone would then wait a few seconds for me to restart, get halfway through my sentence, and then yell sync! <laughs> because they're monsters, Jen. They're monsters. Hi, uh, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right, thank you. Uh, this is List Envy and I'm Mark Stedman. Uh, so what do you need to know about this? Uh, well, this is the podcast where I collaborate with a guest to build a definitive or canonical top five list on a topic that my guest chooses. Now, as you've just heard, my guest, well, you won't have, I mean, you've just heard the guest, but you won't know who she is. Um, my guest this week is Jen Tierney. Now, I met Jen on the internet last year when I was a guest on her erstwhile podcast, How to Make a Memory. And she now has a new podcast, which is called Our Parents Did What? And uh, you'll find links to that in the show notes, um, but it's also at opdwpodcast.com. It's all about parenting. But this episode is all about food and British food in particular. So it is a, a topic close, uh, certainly to my heart and to many others, I would assume. Uh, so uh, that's all you need to know about that. Thank you, everyone who's been listening and commenting on last week's episode. Uh, that was Harry Potter with Cat Turner, at top five Harry Potter characters. If you've not heard that, uh, then uh, scroll back in the archives or go to listenvypod.com. Com, uh, where you will also find out how to find us on all of the socials. We are on more of the things now. There's a little Instagram thing there and a little YouTube thing. Um, so find us, tag us, follow us, link to us, at us, uh, come at us. It's all good. Uh, and, and, you know, let people know that you're listening to us uh, because the more people do, the nicer time we'll all have. Yes. Okay, very good. Well, that is that's all all of the information I have for you. Um, so let's get straight on uh, with this episode. This is Jen Tierney and our top five favourite British foods. You describe yourself as an unapologetic Anglophile. I do. I mean, <laughs> I, I sort of feel like I should apologise. I mean... Uh, but that's just you know current history being what it is but also past history being what it is what is it about um anglos that you file i oh gosh i i mean i think it's probably when i was younger this is such a this is like the most cliched answer <laughs> anyone could ever give i feel really embarrassed about it but when i was uh in high school maybe a friend of mine was was just obsessed with BBC's production of Pride and Prejudice and was like, you have to watch it. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really like British TV. I don't really like, you know, fill in the blank. Just like, yep. I don't, I don't like long period dramas. I don't particularly like Jane Austen just like blah, blah, blah. And I sat down and I watched it and I went, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. And I loved it. And then began my like lifelong commitment to watching listening to reading anything that has ever come out of great britain <laughs> just like wow all the classes i could take in college <laughs> i i watch as many british shows as i can uh sometimes multiple times which i probably shouldn't <laughs> and i've only been to england twice um and not until i was 
an adult. Um, and now the company that I work for is based out of Brighton. So, oh, wow. uh, so I was just there uh, a few months ago. Um, and the first time I had been there, I I was only there for like two days, and so I didn't get a real chance to explore the culinary scene. Mm. And then when I was there, this time I was there for five days and I was like, I am going to have every single quintessential British meal I can while I'm here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was mostly successful. There's like one major dish that I missed. Um, but uh, but now I feel like I can really speak to it. I don't have to like try to cook my own versions at home and pretend like it's real. <laughs> I really went to to shops that really had these these dishes that i was excited to try so when you when you so, when you're cooking them at home like how how uh how are they received um i mean pretty good i i feel like so one of the ones that i grew up with and didn't even realize was a british dish until much later was my mom used to make shepherd's pie all the mm. time um, and so I made it as an adult all the time because it's very easy and it's, it's very tasty and it kind of includes all your basic mm. things that you need to have in a meal. Um, and I feel like most really, most of the British meals that I really enjoy are like that, where like they have a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I find something, uh, like I remember watching a lot of the, uh, I think you guys call it something differently than we do, but the, um, the British Baking Show. Oh yeah, the um, great, uh, great, British the great British Bake Off. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, um, so seeing that and watching all of the different things that um, that get made on that show and and trying those out at home. Some of them, not all of them, because I'm I'm not. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself anything more than an amateur baker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think. Uh, They've been relatively well received. My kids are still little, so they're a little bit picky, and uh, they'll they'll try most things, but they're not in love with much of the more advanced cooking that I do. And then my husband just doesn't have much of a sweet tooth, mm-hmm. so um, so I have to be careful with uh, what I make for him. He he does really love a crumpet, <laughs> and I nice. make those. Yep, yep. Um, those are really easy to make, which is mm. delightful. Um, and then. Uh, if I make like a savory popover, like a popover with rosemary in it, um, he tends to like those. Um, so yeah, and then he's uh, he he really loves to watch video uh, cooking tutorials from folks like Gordon Ramsay and and some of those big British names in the culinary scene. And um, and so for Christmas, the last few years, he's made beef wellington and things like oh, that. Cool. So he he tends to, um, he does a lot of interesting British cooking as well, um, but not because it's British. Mm-hmm. I, I do it because it's British. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's British. Joe's just like, this looks really good. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like I need to fill in some blanks because when you said popover, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was. Um, Oh. And uh, it is, it's completely, you know, a legitimate thing. I just had no idea. It's similar to a a Yorkshire pudding. Yes, it is. It's very similar. Yes. Uh, Yorkshire pudding. I mean, I I, I know from a Yorkshire pudding. That's fine. Um, But I was, uh, I was, I was hitherto (laughs) unfamiliar with a popover and uh, and now I'm, I'm, I'm I'm acquainted. So that's good. Thank you. There you go. Well, um, why not? Uh, why don't we start off then with uh, what has got to be your undisputable number one? Oh my goodness! All right, so th- this was, to be fair, very very hard for mm. me. Um, so 
my absolute favorite thing is afternoon tea <laughs> or high tea. I, and I think the reason why I love it so much is, is not all of the individual pieces, mm-hmm. but, but sort of like the tradition of it, mm. the, the ritual of it, the, the fact that all of these things have to be part of it. Um, and when I was there and I walked into a little tea shop on like a gloomy day in February, mm-hmm. I, I like sat down and I ordered myself a tea and I got a scone and I was just like, oh my gosh, there's clotted cream in front of me. I was like, <laughs> in another dimension, I was, I was just like, it was like going on a date with this person I've had a major crush on for decades. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. That's, that's it was great, but I was all alone. Oh. <laughs> All alone with your scone. What is now the, the crucial question that will divide so many people mm-hmm. is um, I'm, I'm going to assume you put jam on there, on your, on your scone slash scone. So I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was there in front of yeah, me. Sure, I couldn't, of you know, I, I, I tasted all the different things that yeah. were in front of me, um, but I didn't, I didn't very often combine <gasps> toppings. Uh-huh. I, I like did clotted cream on one bite and then the next bite I'd put, do some jam. I think there was um, like a lemon curd mm-hmm. and I put that on, you know, so it was like, but I wanted, I didn't want to, to mix yep. <laughs> the flavors. I don't know why. I think that's probably just a weird part of the way I consume food. You were going for a sort of a purity of experience and also you wanted to, you wanted yes. to tour the, tour the flavors. You wanted to take your mouth on a little journey and I, I can understand that. That's right. Um, that's right. The reason I thought I'd bring it up is um, there is, there is a nationwide, I mean, just as there is a nationwide debate about whether it's scone or scone, there is also a nationwide yeah. debate about whether you put the cream on first and then the jam or the jam and, and then, then the, the cream. Jam. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I have well, other I can give so. you, <laughs> yeah, of course I, I can give you sort of the, the American version mm. of this debate, which is, uh, when you make peanut butter and jelly, oh, of um, course. so I don't know, I, I believe peanut butter and jelly is not nearly as popular over there as it is here, no. but it's a pretty like American staple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I learned recently I was, I, I had made some jam from, uh, I went blueberry picking with my kids. I made blueberry jam when I came home and I went to make them sandwiches and I put the peanut butter down first and then I put the jam on top and I that's closed correct. the sandwich. Yeah, that's the correct way as to do it. As they were, right? So, but as they bit down, all the jam <gasps> leaked out oh no. because it wasn't being absorbed by the bread. It was just sliding right through the peanut butter. <laughs> oh, oh, I hadn't thought so of the So I went, oh integrity. no, jelly first. Yeah, it's like oh no, jelly first, then the peanut butter. <laughs> oh yeah, because otherwise you 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 create a sort of sandwich based entropy that is just yeah. it decays in your mouth. It just goes to chaos. Um, I yes. hadn't thought about the structural integrity. That's really crucial. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think it really comes down to like when you're eating a a scone. Mm. Oh my gosh, I feel so ooh, saying that. <laughs> um, so when you eat a scone, you you're putting it on top. You're not sandwiching it. Mm. So it doesn't mm. like, like the pressure of your holding it doesn't force everything to fall out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. The, 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 the top set of teeth uh, are doing a lot of, a lot of work there to keep, uh, to keep things in yes. place. Keep everything. Very important yes. Job. Keep everything the way it needs to be. Oh my gosh. So did you, so, did you have the little, the little sandwiches and the little, you know, little cucumber sandwiches and things with your, uh, with your afternoon so, tea? <laughs> I didn't have them in Brighton. Mm-hmm. I I've had them so in I live in Boston or just north of Boston and in Boston which is very, you know, like we love our 
colonial roots mm-hmm. in Boston. And um, and so there are a number of places that you can go to have high tea in Boston, um, but they are absurdly expensive. Mm. Like it's going to set you back like a hundred bucks to go have high tea. Um, Goodness me. And, and so, uh, so I have been to have high tea in Boston before and have had all the little fancy sandwiches mm-hmm. and things. And it's been quite nice, but that is like a very special occasion that I have only done like two or three times because it just is, it's so expensive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, that is, that is a, that's a very good choice. Um, I, hadn't even occurred to me. Um, and I've, I've, I've gone for the, I have gone for, uh, for, for the afternoon tea before. Um, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. yes, I like, I absolutely get it. Um, no, no argument from me. Um, my number one is, um, slightly less fancy. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the least fancy of all the things. Um, but it's my number one and it's fish and chips. Oh, there you go. So, so, that was so I don't particularly like fish. Mm. So so that's why fish and chips wouldn't end up on my list. Mm-hmm. But the one that I was like really, really struggling not to have as number one was chips. Yeah. Because my favorite food on the planet in any culture is a potato that's been fried. Yes. Like just it doesn't matter what <laughs> like that's just my favorite thing. And the first time I went and had chips in England, in London, I was like, oh, I've arrived. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a transcendental experience. Absolutely. So um yeah, anytime like chips are referenced in pop culture, I'm just like, woo, yes, this is great. Amen to that. <laughs> um well I, I'm I'm sort of with you because so the responsibility of, of having to build a definitive list is, is you know, it, it weighs somewhat heavily on my mind. Uh, and, and I'm not, uh, I, I very, very rarely have fish and chips. Uh, I only, I only mm-hmm. do it if it's a particular place where, um, no pun intended, place. If it's a you know particular mm-hmm. um, fish uh, chippy where they're like the fish here is really good. You know, it's by the sea, it's yeah. fresh caught, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play, I'll play ball. Um, but usually, yeah. I go for uh, a battered sausage or a saveloy. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Now you see the saveloy and chips. I think. I think is it's it's superior. I, either a savoy or a battered sausage, but it's um, it's sort of with with the battered sausage, it's sort of um, golden brown food meets golden brown food that's been yeah. deep fried. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Yeah. I mean, it's the best of Britain. Yeah. Like, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what? What is you? You'll have to school yeah. me a little bit here. What is a a savoy? Yeah, savoy with an L. Um, I think Savaloy. it's very similar to what you would call a kielbasa. Um, oh yeah, it's a big, big old, I love a kielbasa. Yeah, big old sausage. I think it's I think it's yeah. similar from from what I've seen, um, and it's uh, long, very bendy, very flexible, um, mm-hmm. and the skin um, it's it's quite it's quite peppery, and the skin's got this sort of um, toughness uh, to it. And when you break through, it's very satisfying, uh, and the meat mm. is very it's very dense, but it's um, it's quite it's quite mushy. It's not as coarse as a uh, as a normal oh. sausage. Um, Oh, good. And it's, it, it goes really, really well with uh, with chips. Of course. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> I, th- I, I think I would argue you could say that about most things. Yes. Yes. I think <laughs> I think and chips is definitely uh, it's definitely yeah. what, what we're going to have to go for. So, uh, yes. All right. Yes. I, I like that. Um, the, the, yes. It, it is your choice, but it is and chips. So that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. And chips. what is your number two? Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to like 
go past chips. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so the next thing on my list, and this was, this is something I didn't have until just February of this year. It's something that I have coveted <laughs> for like, I don't know, since I was in my teens, mm-hmm. was uh, a Cornish pasty. <laughs> It was. Oh, I'm so happy. It was delicious. Oh, it was so. It was so good. I. I don't have words for it. It was so good. <laughs> Aren't they amazing? They are absolutely amazing. Um, They're so good. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so. I'm so happy. Um, that's my number three. <laughs> oh, good. Oh my gosh. I just feel like. I don't know. There. I mean, the history behind them mm. is fascinating. The. The flavor of them is tremendous. Um, they're relatively easy to make. I've made them, what? and they're really they're <laughs> they're not quite hard to make. Wow. They're wonderful, um, and I feel like it's it's Britain's version of what so many other countries have done. Mm. You know, like there's an empanada, there's a calzone. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got their fold some dough, <laughs> put some stuff inside of it. Yeah, but. I don't I don't know. I I don't think I've ever had such a satisfying meal as like lunch on a Tuesday that was a Cornish pasty. It was just Was it was mm, it warm? So good. It was. Yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely I got I got what did I get? I got a potato uh potato and cheese, mm-hmm. I think. It was very good. But I went into this little shop that um uh in Brighton I was it was maybe just called like the Cornish pasty mm-hmm. shop or something like that. Um, and, uh, and I walked in and there was this big, you know, um, I, I was with a couple of people and they were like, Oh, now if you really want to experience some, some current British, uh, what's the word conflict, I guess, <laughs> or, or like, you know, big, big countrywide debate. Mm. They were like, you have to try the sausage roll and the vegan sausage oh, yeah. roll. <laughs> And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I tried each of those two. And those were quite good, but not not as good as the pasty. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I say this with um, appreciation for the food and, and for you and for the culture. And I don't mean this to... Uh, hmm, I just have to say the words mm-hmm. and, then, and then we'll do the mitigation afterwards. I think what you went to is a chain. Um, because there is, a, there is there is a chain called the, the pasty shop, um, and they are very good. Um, I've mm-hmm. I, I often if I'm going on a long train journey, um, there is a there is a the pasty shop uh, in my um, in in our main city centre train station, and I will often get my get my lunch slash half of breakfast there, um, yeah, and just sit and eat that on the train because they are fantastic and they come out warm and they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think. On on a Cornish pasty level, I would say because you can you can get like a traditional Cornish pasty, and that's got meat, um, potatoes, uh, carrots, and, and a few other things, and it's it's very very yes. densely packed. Um, but if you go to Cornwall, or if you go to there's mm. actually some places in Wales, and I can't remember what they have a similar thing, and it's it's almost exactly the same, but they have a slightly different name. Um, mm-hmm. And if when when you get them when they're sort of made by hand. Um, sort of small batch stuff they're just it just tips it even more over the edge but you you absolutely made a uh, made a good decision there <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was probably the the best choice that i could see within my vicinity yeah. um because i one of my coworkers i was like okay listen i'm here one more day and i want to you know i want to have one more great 
uh, culinary experience while I'm here. And this guy, I, I think he pulled a fast one on oh, me. No. I-, I think I think he may have been sincere. It's hard to tell, <laughs> but he was like, "It's so hard to tell." If with you're Brits. going to. It was, I just could not tell. And I was like, okay, so, so where are we going? And he was like, I'm taking you to Greg's. No! No! <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, great. It's like a guy who owns a little shop and his name is Greg. This is great. It's going to be this little local mom and pop place. And I walk in and I'm like, this is a 7-Eleven. This is, I, where have you taken me? I was so like, I was deeply offended. Yeah. I mean, I oh. yeah, he 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 did what I would have done exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, I would have said, look, if, you know, if it's your last day. I've got to take you to Greg's. That's because because when you said vegan sausage roll, it's Greg's who do the vegan sausage roll. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, I was thinking that I was thinking <laughs> for a dollar. Yeah, you yeah yeah exactly. Um, and it's all fine. <laughs> Greg's is you it's, know. I mean, fine is being generous. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Like I didn't die from the food. No, <laughs> like, no, no, indeed. There's that. They do do. <laughs> I had like um, they do do uh, a cheese and onion. I think they sometimes some places they call it pasty, some places call it slice. It's cheese and onion slice, and it is um, yeah. it is just melted cheese in pastry, and it is delicious. Yes, um, I had that. Yeah. I had that in the vegan sausage roll, go. and it, it was very good. But I think I didn't eat it quite fast enough. So oh. by the time I was on my last few bites. Yeah. It had sort of started to congeal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, yeah. this is a terrible experience. Yeah, it's probably it's already been there for about 12 hours anyway. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's just been under a lamp. At least. <laughs> <laughs> just some cheese sitting oh, under a lamp goodness. for ages. Um, oh, that is, but yeah, you, you, you made a, you made a very good choice, I think, um, with, uh, not just with Cornish pasty, obviously, but, uh, but with the, the choice of place, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I approve. Um, well, that was my number three. So my number two, um, mm-hmm. and you'll struggle to find. I mean, you you won't you, like you, you can't just walk out with one of these. You've got to go to a pub, or you've got to have your mum make it for you, um, or or in my case, my dad because my dad makes them. It's a Sunday roast. Oh, great choice on my list too. Yeah, um, it's it's proper comfort food. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're lucky, you get about two or three different types of potato. Um, you, you've oh, got yeah. your roast potato and, and your mash, um, and a few other bits of veg. Maybe if you're lucky, maybe some cauliflower cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps if it's Christmas, then some sprouts uh, or Easter. Um, but yeah, you know the, the the meat the meat's there, and it's you know it's, it's chicken or maybe it's beef. Um, very rarely have had beef in our family, but it, it was usually it's usually chicken, um, mm-hmm. and it is it's just it's great. And there's there's the gravy, and the gravy is everywhere, and everything is covered in gravy, and everything tastes delicious. Uh, yep. Oh, it's it's good. The the only. The only problem with a Sunday roast is that you run the risk of getting what I like to call the lying, the lying roast potato, the roast potato <laughs> that lies, uh, which is the parsnip. Because oh yeah, the, the roast parsnip will nestle there amongst your roast potatoes and go, look at me, I'm glistening and I'm golden brown and I'm waiting for you. And you take a bite and it's like, oh god, it's parsnip. Um, that's that's the only thing, but it is a good yeah. choice. You have de- you have 
completely defined and and captured the exact experience I had when I was there. I I went into like this little local pub where like you know it was Sunday night so like that's just what everybody was ordering and and it was a beef it was a beef side roast mm-hmm. and um and they had you know that pile of of vegetables and the and the potatoes and the Yorkshire pudding which was so yes. good and the gravy was amazing and i remember reaching down and like i i'm a very strange eater i think like when i describe it to people i'm like this is weird in my head it's totally normal but i always save my favorite things on the plate for last Mm -hmm. so i'll eat all the stuff like the very first things i eat are the things i don't think i'm going to enjoy as much and then like i make my way towards the things i'm going to really love so potatoes being my favorite food i like save them for the very end and and there was one stray parsnip on my plate and it looked just like all the potatoes and i had i had eaten everything else on the plate and i had loved everything so much and i like i'm like i'm gonna enjoy this last bite so much hum it was a parsnip (laughs) i was so disappointed heartbreaking (laughs) because then that was the that was the flavor that i was left with at the end of my delicious perfect sunday roast meal Oh, that's that's now your abiding memory. That's yeah, that's just not know, fair, right? is it? Um, <laughs> I know it is, it is marvelous. And I can't believe I forgot about Yorkshire puddings. Did you have stuffing? Uh, I think it did. Ha- well, it had something that <laughs> I, I guess was like stuffing adjacent. This was not. I mean, to be fair, I looked up about like fifteen of the best places to get a Sunday roast okay. in Brighton, and this was not on that list. Right. But all those other places were either too far away or were closed already. Like they only did Sunday roast until like four or yeah, five yeah. in the afternoon, and it was like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because I was on America time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I just went into like this little corner pub, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it was it. <laughs> It was fine, but a lot of people in there who had had one before, they were like, "This is just okay." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I like it." Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's you're leaving yourself open for the next time you visit. You can just you can uh, book ahead and and uh, just keep improving the experience each time. So now, exactly. You know, you know what you like, and now you can just aim aim even higher. Um, yeah. What's uh, what's next on your list then? All right. So the next thing on my list. So Sunday roast was number four mm-hmm. for me. So we'll go back up to number three. Number three was the full English breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So what's really funny about this process to me, about like coming up with this list and, and sharing it with you, and the fact that we have so much crossover. My husband said to me last night when I was like, oh, I'm going to go on this show and I'm going to talk about my five favorite British foods. And he was like, are there more than five British foods? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what we're discovering right now. <laughs> So we have the same thing. Oh, don't you don't so, you worry. I've got plenty uh, more because I, I oh, yeah good, I good, knew good. I knew we'd uh, I knew we'd have lots of agreement in we'd the in the up. first few. So, yeah, so I've got I've got plenty more and <laughs> possibly some that you good, might good. not have uh, have tried. So yes, but this yeah, talk talk oh, to I'm me so about excited. about the wonders of the of the. Actually, I, I just mm. want to because obviously oh you know this is this is on my list. Well, this is number five for me, uh, and and I have um, a slight addendum to this, which is the English, Irish, or Scottish breakfast, um, oh, because yes. there are subtle variations and uh, the Scottish. Breakfast yes, can are. have haggis. Um, often uh, the uh, Irish might have white pudding as well as black pudding. But talk to me about your mm-hmm. quintessential full English. Yeah. So, well, I've un- unfortunately only have it have had it the mm-hmm. once, um, and uh, I've tried to like 
duplicated here at home, but that's it. It's useless. You've got to like go out to a pub and get it. And, (laughs) um, so, so yeah, I was in London and I was right on the Thames and it was like nine o'clock in the morning and my husband and I were jet lagged and we went into just this, this little pub that, you know, I don't even know why they were open, I guess only to serve English breakfast. (laughs) Um, and, and it was, I, I don't normally eat a tomato on its mm-hmm. own. A tomato to me has always been a condiment. Um, <laughs> but the English breakfast changed my mind <laughs> so much. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. I'd love this tomato. It's grilled. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I've never thought to have like beans yeah. with breakfast. Wow. That's, oh, it's a revelation. There's so much about it that's just so tasty. And there's some meat and there's some protein. And it's that's the thing. You guys know how to put everything on the plate <laughs> that that will satisfy a person. Just like, oh, what else could we put on here that will make a person go, ah, now this feels complete, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, did you? So, what what is your position on uh, on black pudding? Where do you stand on black pudding? Um, so the the English breakfast that I had mm-hmm. maybe maybe was not actually a full English because it did not have black. Okay, pudding. I mean, yeah, it, it um, is optional. It's not always, uh, yeah. yeah. That's fine. So I so I have I've yet to have black pudding. Okay. Um I I I'm sure that if it were in front of me and someone did not say to me this is black pudding and I tasted it, I'm I'm of the mind that I would probably like it because mm-hmm. I'm more of a texture eater than anything else and it sounds like it's probably just like a piece of meat. Um It's really dense. In its texture. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm sort of like, oh, it'd probably be all right. Mm. Um, but, but I think if I knew, if somebody said, "Here's a piece of black pudding, won't you try some?" <laughs> I'd maybe be like, "Hmm, I will give it like the tiniest little chipmunk mm-hmm. nibble," and and then I will go, mm, "That was nice. <laughs> no, thank you for more." <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, it's 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 something of an acquired taste. Um, I think. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I feel like in terms of kind of content, um, liver might be the closest mm. thing because it's very irony. Um, oh, because it's, it's just it's just yeah, fried well, blood. because it's blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for bat uh, go, go to bat for for um, for black pudding, but it's it is it's absolutely it's worth a go. Is, is what I'll say. It is worth a go. All right. Um, but I was very yeah. pleased when I was in Scotland uh, and and had the Scottish breakfast mm-hmm. that I, I'm pretty sure the the black pudding was replaced with uh, a little bit of haggis and haggis. Um, haggis yeah. I don't know if we, if we will get to it, but that is on my list. Um, oh, but it's further down. Is not on my that's list. Absolutely <laughs> fine. That's that's fine. Um, <laughs> All right, so this now this one, I wonder if you have had. So next on my list is uh, is the Balti. I've never had that. I've never even heard of that. Lovely. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> so um, some people might may hear this. Some people from England but not Birmingham may, uh, where, where I'm from, may hear that and think, what are you trying to say the Balti is uh, British? Um, it is... Uh, I believe Pakistani in origin, uh, and it okay. made its way. the The origin of the name is somewhat disputed. Some people say that it is um, to do with the the dish that it's cooked in. Some people say that there's a, a place called Baltistan, Baltistan, which I think is in Pakistan. Um, mm-hmm. And but the, the like the word has Portuguese origins. Like it's all over the place. But mm-hmm. it's basically a curry. Hmm. 
Um, okay. It's, it's a particular type of curry, and it's quite. It, it's usually um, mild, so it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's got spice in it, but it's not a hot curry. Mm. Um, and you might, you know, you can do go for a a chicken and and mushroom is 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 a good one, or a lamb balti. Um, often tikka is in there as well, so you might have a chicken tikka balti. Um, but the the reason that, that we sort of claim it as, as being British is it made its way over in the 60s and it first started mm-hmm. getting cooked in England in um, a place called Attils, I believe, which is in my mm-hmm. home city. And ah. we, we were sort of, we are the place that does the Balti and we have a place known as the Balti Triangle, um, which is just a little area <laughs> full of Balti restaurants. Um, and it is, I think, do you like... Have you have you had much in the way of sort of um, an Indian curry as opposed to you know? Yeah. So the so the last thing on my list is 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 a curry mm-hmm. is a is you know I mean we could say chicken tikka masala sure. because yeah. that tends to be the most quintessential one but um, but any sort of a curry I I mean I love Indian food here in America I love making it myself mm-hmm. but I've never had such good curry as when I was in London. Yeah. It is tremendously good. Absolutely. So I, I really think then you would enjoy uh, a Balti. It is very, it's just, it's one of those, that it's very pleasurable because you almost can't go too wrong uh, because it's not going to be, it's not going to blow your head off. It's not going to be, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of horrible flavour. You know, you go for a, a lamb and spinach or a, a say, chicken and mushroom. There's lots of these nice little combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you great. get a, a naan bread. And if you're feeling particularly um like you're a meat fancier then you can go for a keema naan which is a naan bread with meat inside it which is mm. just which is just insane um and that is just it's good and it comes in this 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 big sort of it's like a wok and that's what it comes in and that's that's what some people Ooh. say is the balti and uh yeah that that goes high on my list because it's just great so there you go mm. <laughs> what have you got next i so i think we i think we Ended up getting all okay, of them. lovely. At one point or another, yeah. Well, this is this is this is exciting. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to throw out some some others. Then, um, mm-hmm. I've got I've got a cheese board. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's it's often what I will go for. It's not you know it's not a meal, but it sort of had to go on there as as part of a meal. So um, often I will fo- forego a dessert in uh, in place of a cheese board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, they're so good. Yeah. So, so, so good. Um, shepherd's pie, you already mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Bangers and mash, very simple. Yeah, that's the one thing that I didn't get to have while I was yeah. there that was on my uh-huh. list. okay. I was very sad I didn't get to have it. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think it's it's one of those where there's there's so little variation and it's kind of just some sausages and some potatoes. It's it, mm-hmm. I think the other things we've talked about there's there's greater variation and I think mm-hmm. once you've had it you've you've had it. Um yeah. <laughs> then there was haggis and then um have you had or heard of Welsh rabbit? Uh I've heard okay. of it. I've never had it. I don't exactly know what it is i think i always assumed it was a rabbit yeah yeah that would make sense um because it's it certainly sounds like it uh and, and oh and yeah actually apparently there is an alternate um spelling which is welsh rabbit um it's mm-hmm. basically it's so in in, in the same way that a croque monsieur is uh, a fancy cheese toasted cheese sandwich or grilled grilled cheese as you yeah. call it um this is the same but an open um grilled cheese um and oh. yeah 
and, and apparently the Welsh have sort of um, cornered cornered that end of the market, and they've, they've got their own name for it. But it's it's a particular th- like it's it's all to do with the things that you add to it, and I think there's there's herbs mm-hmm. and spices and things that you. Um, that you might pop on top uh, to to just season yeah. it a little bit, but it's basically basically cheese on toast, and it's good. Oh my gosh, I love I love a good cheese sandwich of any of any yeah. kind. Any any variety of cheese and bread is oh man, yeah. I've never had that, but I feel like it should be on the list. <laughs> yeah, Th- things like uh, I tell you what, you see, it's one of the things I haven't discussed, but um, a, a cold winter's night, um. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're you're still hungry for whatever reason, or you're staying up for for a little bit, and maybe you're gonna snuggle in and watch a watch a movie or something. And you you pop a, a couple of pieces of bread under the grill, and mm-hmm. you slice up some cheese. You don't want to grate it; you want a, a, a sort of fairly decent thick slice of cheese, and and that just goes under the grill for a couple of minutes. And it is just maybe a bit of Worcester sauce, um, mm. and it is just it's so wonderful and comforting. Um, that yeah. and beans on toast. Um, but the, oh, yeah. the nice thing about cheese on toast is you can eat it with one hand, which I recently tried doing yeah. beans on toast, and you can't. <laughs> no, that's just a big mess. I've done that too. I've uh, I've made some beans on toast here at home, and and it's just you end up with beans everywhere. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it, but it's yeah, it's uh, cheese on toast. It's just it's just lovely. Um, okay, so we've got we've got a short list of six. I, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Really, really, we haven't. Let's let's be honest, because based on based on our combined uh, knowledge and understanding here, I think we can probably take the Balti off. But what we've got in no particular order so far is afternoon tea, chips, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, and chips, um, and chips, Cornish pasty, Sunday lunch, uh, a full English breakfast, and then the bonus Balti. Is there anything there that you think doesn't need to be on the list? Um, Because you say you like curry, but it 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 hasn't made your, you know, your top five. Well, so the reason why the reason why it was lower Mm -hmm. on my list, uh, like I would put a curry above a shepherd's Mm -hmm. pie, but the reason I did not was because I I wasn't sure if you would consider a curry Uh, British. Um, so I didn't put it on there, but because you put a boldy on there, I'm like, oh well, maybe we should just put curry on there and take off the the shepherd's pie, which is good. But I would argue not quite as good as a curry. Excellent. Okay. Oh, that. Well. Well. Um, but then, you see, this is this is difficult because it's then how does it stack up against the other items that we've got here? Because we've got. I know. This is really hard, Jen. Because we've got a really good list here, <laughs> and something's got to go. We've got to make it's a true. top five. Something's got to go. <laughs> well, so I mean, you did not. You did not have afternoon tea. No on yours at all um and and it may be because that is less of a meal and more of like a fun thing that you do (laughs) so i i could be convinced to jettison that um although it does mean that we now will not have anything sweet on our on our list which maybe is fine maybe this is a savory food list well um we we could go for the original interpretation of the Cornish pasty in that when it was made for oh, yes. miners, uh, the bottom of it would mm-hmm. have your dessert in it and you would throw away the pastry because yeah. it was deadly. Um, yes. You know. <laughs> eh, mm. We could do that. I'd be I would be comfortable with that. We could we could start off with the Cornish pasty, which is a solid number one choice, I think, for me at okay. least. Um I 
I think that I think the only thing that put afternoon tea over the top for me was just that it it's so ritualistic. Yes. But but I love the history of the pasties. So. I'm going to I'm going to throw us a curveball. Okay. And I'm going to suggest. Now we've got Cornish pasty, which it can be a meal on its own, but it might depend mm-hmm. when you have it because we also have and chips. Yes. Might I suggest we go for uh-huh. a Cornish pasty and chips, which is a meal I've had several times and very much enjoy. Really? Oh yes. It is a, it's it's a I feel yeah. like that's a lot of starch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is it is an evening meal. Um and uh yeah, that has that has so all right, I'll tell you a little story. Um my to to prove to you that this is a thing and I haven't just tried to combine two things. Um <laughs> It, there was a there was a meme in in the office where I used to work, um, which my dad unwittingly created when he <laughs> left me a voicemail a few years ago, and uh, they'd been him 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 and uh, my my parents had been to Cornwall, and they'd come back, and as they often do, um, they bought a bunch of pasties and stuck them in the freezer, and uh, and they had a couple <laughs> to to keep, and and so they had one 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 each, and then one for for me, and so my dad left me a voicemail saying. Uh, would you like to come over for a, for a delicious uh, award-winning Cornish pasty and some chips? And there was something in the way that he said, and some, chi- like he really lent into, and some chips, that that became like a meme. Um, and now anytime anyone brings up chips in my family or the office where I used to work, someone would invariably pipe up, and some chips. Um, so I I think we can save afternoon tea. Because we absolutely yeah. can combine Cornish pasty with chips. All right. What all, all we've got to do now is now that we've got our five, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm not sure where I want to put some of these items. So so at the moment we've got yeah, Balti, full English, Sunday lunch, Cornish pasty, and afternoon tea. Um mm-hmm. you 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 were sort of I think you were you were fairly you, you wanted the afternoon tea to be up there quite quite high. Is that right? I I would say that because it didn't make your list, mm. I would concede to put it lower and put things that we both agreed higher. Okay. All right. Um, I feel, I mean, part part of me is like, <laughs> you know, full English has got like part of what we're discussing in the name. And it's mm-hmm. also the start of the day. Um, yes. We could almost, oh, I tell you what. Right. Here we go. This This is almost the story of a weekend. Um, <laughs> so you start off with a full English breakfast. You mm-hmm. then have afternoon tea, uh, and then in the evening you have uh, on on the on the the Saturday evening there you have uh, or it's mm, okay well wh- whatever you have a Cornish <laughs> pasty and chips, and then the next day you go out and you go out drinking with your friends and you have a balti, and then the the Sunday so you got Friday Saturday yeah. Sunday the Sunday you have a Sunday lunch, yeah. So yeah, our top five: number one, full English breakfast; number two, afternoon tea; number three, Cornish pasty and chips; four, balti; five, Sunday lunch. Jen Tierney, do you consent to this list? I think this is a great list, and I want to go on this vacation. (laughs) It is a long weekend from heaven, sent from heaven. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh, wow. You know, next time I'm there, I'm just going to find out where you are. Because you're far away from Brighton, I think, right? You're on the other side of London. Uh, I am. uh, I'm about um, three hours by train, two trains. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so but I we'll feel like if I can, if I can get myself close enough to you, we'll just, yep. we'll get together and we'll do, we'll go get all these meals. Yep. We'll do the list envy <laughs> weekender. We'll get t-shirts printed up. Like it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be a tradition. I mean, we can't oh, do it every so year because we'll all have heart no. attacks. <laughs> Maybe every I'd five like to years. survive long enough to have a couple <laughs> yeah. of them. So before we, before we wrap this up, you, you, you make a lot of, uh, you make a lot of food. What is your... What's your favorite thing out of this? Not just this list, but British foods. What is your favorite to make? Oh, huh. I've put you on the spot there. Yeah, I, I think that the thing that I've gotten the most satisfaction of, of making, um, because it's simple, everyone in my family loves it, and it's very, um, it's very utilitarian. So, so I have a. Uh, a sourdough starter mm-hmm. that I keep in my fridge to make mm. bread and and pancakes and things like that with. Um, and it's I've had it for like four years now. It's a very, you know, old loved <laughs> sourdough mm-hmm. starter. And when I have extra and I go to feed it, um, that extra stuff that I would normally throw away, I've now started using to make crumpets. And it, I just. I love making something that my family loves to eat. And usually most of the other things I've tried, they're like, oh, this is okay, but don't go through the trouble of making it again. It's okay. Uh, but the crumpets, they're like, oh, I- I'll have these anytime you make them. So Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so they're pretty great. Lo- lovely. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, we- we've got the honorable mention of the of the shepherd's pie, which I... Uh, was 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 very much on my list um, because it's, yes. it's delicious. Uh, and it is. lamb lamb is is um, possibly second to chicken the best the best of the meats. Um, yes. Yes. All right. Well, um, when you're not um, ma- making delicious foods, uh, you've also mm-hmm. been uh, making podcasts, and you had a, a show which is, I guess, now on hiatus called How to Make a Memory. Um, yes. Which I was very pleased to have um, been on last year, or was that even? Yeah. Yeah, was it last year? Ooh. I think it was last year. Yeah, Ooh. I think. Um, <laughs> and it was it was a, a lovely uh, a lovely experience, and that's how uh, that's how we got to know each other. Um, and uh, but you've got uh, you've got something new in the works. I do. I so my sister in law Diane and I we recently both had babies. Um, I had my third, um, and she had her first. My my little niece. Yeah, and so we what invariably happens. I find, and she has found after you have a baby, is suddenly your life becomes about being a mom, and as wonderful as that is, it can be sort of. Um, you know, it makes you feel like the scope of you has shrunk quite a bit um, and that and that you are not yourself so much anymore. You are mom. Mm. And um, and so the two of us were sort of looking for a project to kind of uh, make us feel a little bit more like ourselves again. Yes. Um, and so we uh, so I had had this idea sort of brewing for a little while to do a show on the history of parenting and child rearing. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Sawbones, which is mm. about medical history. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a uh, this podcast will kill you, uh, mm-hmm. which is about the history of diseases. Um, and I, I like those shows where you have two people and they're talking about uh, some some fascinating thing from time from history mm-hmm. um and and what what led up to the creation of it or the tradition of it or whatever so um one one good example of this uh is is like the car seat and today mm. the way 
car seats work is, you know, they're they're very safe. There's five point harnesses. It's just very like very safe. <laughs> and there are laws around them and and if you look at pictures of car seats from 30 or 40 years ago, they're death traps. <laughs> like it's a wonder. It's a wonder we ever let children be in cars. Um and and it was not unusual for children to like I I remember hearing stories of of people from my parents' generation on a trip home from from somewhere in the evening, they just kind of like lay on the floor of the car or, you know, like wow. when they're three, four years old, they didn't have to be in a car seat. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, it's sort of talking through the, the history of some of these things that are just part of our lives that, mm. uh, and, and how they came to be. Um, so, so we're hoping to, uh, to get that launched in, uh, in August or September of 2019. Um, and yeah, it's going to be called Our Parents Did What? <laughs> <laughs> so it should be fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, uh, there, there will be a, a link to something in the show notes. But uh, in the meantime, um, where is a good place to uh, to point people's eyes and, and ears? Sure. Um, so noses, um, whatever. Or noses. Uh, so the so the website is uh, it's the acronym opdwpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I will also have my my current podcast, which is sort of like it's uh, sunsetting, um, is called How to Make a Memory. And on that show, uh, which you can find right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on any podcatcher, uh, that. Uh, that I will have like a um, an episode where I introduce the new show. So if you subscribe to that, you'll hear about the new one. Wonderful, and uh, yeah, I would um, I'd urge you to uh, to go uh, to go and, and listen back because uh, uh, Jen is a is a charming uh, podcast host, and uh, I I th- thoroughly enjoyed being a guest uh, on How to Make a Memory. You were a very wonderful guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a very easy conversation. Um, well. Thank you very much for uh, for having a, another very easy conversation because uh, I'm now starving. Um, oh yes, but, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I'm, I'm about to go and record an event, but I'm probably going to try and have a balti afterwards because you know that's what you do. Excellent. Yes, of course. Well, Jen Tierney, thank you very much uh, for being on List Envy, and um, uh, come back anytime. Thank you very much. I I, I look forward to it. <laughs> 